episode of What's the Lieutenant Listeners. I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm joined by... Nick. How are we going, Nick? Uh, not too bad. Uh, had three games already today. <laughs> uh, will be an interesting uh, recording, keeping this up so long. Yeah, so today we're covering the CandorCon missions, um, our, uh, our thoughts on sort of uh, how they sort of force you to make your lists, what we think it's going to sort of affect for the theme of the tournament as far as people individually, how you're going to theme the lists, as well as sort of overall theme of what we expect we're going to see throughout CanCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get into more detail of what those actual missions are uh, later. Uh, but firstly, let's just do our catch-up. Uh, Nick, uh, as you mentioned just a few seconds ago, you uh, really pushed yourself today. Three games. Yes, uh, we had a prep day for the tournament in Geelong next weekend and managed to push through all three games. Um, so yeah, and like the past six weeks, I've gotten in six games. It's been unusual for me. Uh, three resilience games and then the three for next week. The first resilience game was a bit overwhelming though. So this this is for, uh, the shop, uh, the shop, like championships in, uh, throw the dice. Uh, those, but that's not a resilience tournament. So uh that's just got normal ITS scenarios. Right, but that that's the one you were practicing for? Uh I did today. In but part. the more yeah, interesting sorry, in part, the resilience. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. so yeah, yeah, the first re- resilience game was a bit overwhelming because we drew turrets and mines, which meant that prior to deployment we already right, had what was the first one you said? Turrets? Oh so turrets and mines. Okay. Defense Oof. turrets yeah. and mines. We had 28 tokens on the table before deployment. Mm. Uh, So I ended up just, it was overwhelming. I lost track of what was what. uh, And the the next morning made models for all the elements on the table. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's rough. I mean, I I'll, I'll talk about my games in a second, but I I'm actually more interested. I I went didn't have a game, but I uh, there were two resilience games going on. Uh, our other host Josh, who's not with us today, um, and one of our other local players, Tristan, were both playing a game, and Tristan drew. I think th- all three of his objectives were on his opponent's side, so I think it was. Uh, it was silence, so like kill the HVTs. Mm-hmm. I think it was hold the the like their tactical objectives, mm-hmm. and I think it was something to do with maybe grabbing the beacons. Um, okay. All I remember was I looked at his combination. I was like, "Fuck, that's a rough combination um, yep. of uh, of missions." On top of that, we, he got silence, and his opponent drew uh, hostile HVTs. Ooh. Um, uh, so I, I got there during setup, and I the guy's putting down his uh, HVTs trying to hide them, mm-hmm. and I went to him and said, "Hey, don't forget, you've got hostile HVTs. You can use these fuck faces as turrets." Yes, um, I did have one game with hostile HVTs, and I haven't clarified it yet, but uh, my opponent, like one of my camo markers, moved, <clears throat> and. Opponent declared discover with one of the hostile HVTs. And we couldn't find a reason he couldn't do it, but I haven't 
had a chance to look up to verify that it works. Hmm. Because That's a good point. Can can civilians do? Because like, as hostile HVTs, they're enemy models, and they can dodge, they can shoot, and we couldn't find a reason they couldn't do it. But I um uh, I haven't taken the time to actually yeah, it's, look it, that up and see if I can find a ruling on that yet. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, so right, yeah, so uh, yeah, so what would you say twenty eight like tokens on the field? Because obviously yes. the resilience already has a decent amount of tokens. Where you've got yeah. three beacons, oh, three two, or two beacons, three objectives, four HVTs. Yeah, so you already got And then got we a added, ton. Uh, yeah. So on four top turrets of that, or we, two turrets, two turrets and three mines per person. Yeah. Did and, you be able to take advantage of the mines at all, and like more than just uh, having mines? <laughs> what were you um, playing? I uh, I was playing Jordan down in Geelong. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, what, what what faction oh, were you playing? Uh, I was playing vanilla hawk into vanilla combined. Yeah, I mean you could have. Use the mines for something. Uh, I used the mines to counter deploy turrets. I suppose, so I yeah. Put mines in positions, and part of this is also um, like mines I put down with like Libertos and whatnot. Uh, I deployed mines in a position where, as soon as the turret AROed, a mine would go off and hit it. Yeah, no, that's 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 smart. But even with I that deal planning, with one hopefully crappy shot, and then the, hopefully the turret's gone at that point. That said, I've seen some turrets make some brilliant armor saves. Uh, two orders into the game, I went first, and my Asawira was full dead Aye. because because of a turret. <laughs> yeah, turrets keep going. I'll always remember when I had a turret at like. Like over twenty four inches, mm -hmm. um, kill the like knight of holy sepulchre. Um, they decided to do a jump in front of it, and it's just yeah, they 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 constantly pull off ridiculous shit. Those turrets. How 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 was um practicing for the the shop championships in July? Um, good. Um, I had my list pairing, so I've been dabbling vanilla for the resilience but sticking with Rom at the moment, partly because there's a painting requirement on the tournament, and Rom mm. is what I have fully painted, so... Um, yeah, that went well. Um, first game was against Val, and he learned that quasi creatures are not quite the joke he thought they were. <laughs> because he sent a... Oh, actually, his plan was pretty good. He sent a... Uh, dog warrior in to try to deal with the quasi creature and his thought was I'll probably take it out worst case it does a wound and I transform um well it rolled three hits and he rolled less than that and it put it unconscious it put the dog uh, warrior straight yeah, to unconscious that's 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 brave that I did he hit back at the crazy koala oh he swung at it um uh, but the quasi creature rolled, I think, like nine, ten, ten. Yeah, and, and the, he the, rolled the... like a two. So even with the plus for mm. being over twenty on his CC, he still failed and took three hits and failed three armor saves. And well, that, went that's the, unconscious. That's the thing. I couldn't imagine a worse uh, 
sort of like melee sort of thing to fight because the dog warriors um i don't think they're above 20 uh i think i think i thought they were just i thought they were just they're just over 20 uh and we talked about afterwards i think the solution for quasi creatures is you you need at least martial arts one because that negative three Mm. takes them down to cc8 and at that point uh, if you have a decent CC, you're basically just hoping they don't crit. No, I think I'm thinking of antipode squads. Yeah, so the, so he's untransformed. He's only 21. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, antipodes mm-hmm. are, are flat 20. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that's yeah, that's certainly a that's a risky one there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ah uh, well. Um, and so, the, how, how did uh, I mean firefights? Firefight. How yeah. did highly classified go with the new classified deck? Uh, did you pull any any of the new ones? We used the old one because the the shop has said that we are using the old classified deck. Um, Sacrilege. I will not go further into that because my feelings on it would probably get me asked not to come to the shop because. It does not make sense to me. <laughs> well, look, I mean, some people haven't gotten the decks yet either. So yeah. All right, fair enough. Uh, not that you asked, I'll go through uh, what I've done recently. Yeah. Ha ha ha! Snark, snark, snark. Um, so I I also played a game of resilience uh, against uh, Josh. Mm-hmm. It was it, the format I found was really fun. Um, mm-hmm. I certainly enjoyed. Uh, just the whole process of setting up the game as far as the cards go. Um, had an interesting thing where he got, I think it was the zero G uh, terrain. Mm-hmm. Doesn't really matter which one he got, but what he did yeah. is he chose to put um, two uh, areas down. He put them near me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I found is if you do that and you put the objectives on your opponent's side, they're actually a really good place to put beacons inside of. Because it'll slow anything that wants to try and get that beacon down. Oh, because those goes down before the beacons, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying to find a place for them. I was like, I'll just put them in. I'll just put the HVTs and the beacons mm-hmm. inside um, uh, inside these zones. And at the yeah. very least, it's an extra order because you stop. Mm-hmm. It's going to slow you down because you're going to be three. You're going to touch the beacon and then another yeah. three out. You're making the um, burn orders. Yeah, pretty much. Because there's in this particular case, I didn't really have much of a, a place to put things. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I had, I ended up. I think he ended up drawing the uh, the sabotage version that they mm-hmm. have. The do a whip check on your an opponent's building. Yeah. Uh, he drew uh, the the one where your opponent has to declare. Three targets for you to kill. Oh yes, yep. Um, and then, which, funnily enough, he forgot at the beginning of the game, mm-hmm. and he's like, we get through halfway through the turn, he's like, oh shit, you need to give me three dudes. It's whatever. It's the mm-hmm. first game we've had of it. Yeah. And then we had, um, uh, then he drew. What was the other one he drew? I can't remember the last one he drew. Anyway, I drew dominate the center, dominate the center line, mm-hmm. and then I wish I could remember the other one that I grabbed. 
which was I cannot for the life of me remember the last one I grabbed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just I think same as you. I mean, for me, like you had a good excuse for it being overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I just found it over- overwhelming. Um, playing it, I was trying out a sort of different list. The good thing about mm-hmm. resilience is because you don't need um, specialists. You can try and sort of do. Um, like weird combinations of like non-specialist things, normally yes. things you w- wouldn't normally do. Um, so it was Bakunin versus Vanilla CA as well. Um, just got my ass handed to me by Sheshkin uh, for a little bit. Uh, ran up to Kodali. I was like, oh, I'm Malay Kodali, completely forgetting that she has martial arts two and Protheon. Mm. So I was like, oh, shit, this is not a good choice for me. Um, and yeah, just... Yeah, just got my shit pushed in. Um, but I really like it. The only thing I'd say is, and this is more coming from looking at other people playing Resilience, yep. mm-hmm. um, especially like taking a look at some cards that people got. Because um, when I mentioned I looked at Josh's cards when he was playing his game, I also took a look at what, sorry, Tristan's cards when I was playing his game. I looked at Josh's cards, and Josh's cards were entirely on his side. It was like, control your own objectives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was control like his like like I think it might have been like a middle one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was like all of the ones that were on his side of the board that were like suit like you just pretty much fight and not do much. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, it was um, survive. That's what he got. He got the oh. survive army points, and that's what when Tristan was playing me, that was the other card he got, which was um, I think kill a number of army points. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, when Josh was playing this other game, he got survived. Mm-hmm. So you can have a combination of like battle conditions and cards that are really simple for you to get. You know, you, mm-hmm. all you have to do is sort of stick on your side, right? Mm-hmm. F- like lob a couple of shots, especially if you've got mm-hmm. survive, it dis- disincentivizes you from like taking too many risky shots or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You take your guaranteed kills and then you pull back and you hold and you like defend. Um, like your objectives and stuff yep. so that people can't take mm-hmm. them. Um, so I would say if you're going to do a resilience tournament, mm-hmm. I'd, I mean, a, a three round one is more like for fun. I really wouldn't take it seriously because I can see mm-hmm. that you getting screwed over for two rounds or maybe even three rounds. I think like CanCon would be a great format to have resilience on. But five rounds, you can really... Um, have a chance to, you know, get a good combination, get a mid combination, get a shitty combination. Um, and that way, you know, if you if you get screwed by your cards, the next round you might not be. Well, we do have a resilience tournament coming up. Uh, so start at December, yeah. uh, which we'll get to in the announcements. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see yeah. how that goes. And I just, I just I quickly... think after that, we probably should do a resilience revis- revisited. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, especially after maybe mid mid next year, go for a year or so, because CanCon will take up so so much of people's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I, I played Last Launch, which uh, if anyone, if our listeners remember, was actually based on a Melbourne player's uh, mission called uh, Lost Lovers or something like that. Oh, no, it was, um, I think, it, no, it was... Rocket, but then it got changed to last launch, or yeah, its name yeah. changed once or twice. Yeah. Anyway, shout out to Dante, uh, a Melbourne player who uh, made up this mission, and it's this mission is sort of 
half of what he had, which is the idea of you get an ID, you then get extracted. Yeah. Um, played that. Uh, really good, fun game. Um, I will say I think sort of a theme for the uh, new missions, like last launch and extraction, is being really order-intensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, last launch and extraction both are like, it's a lot of orders. Um, unless you it's last launch, you can kind of finagle yeah. it. Like if last you just launch, wa- you can manage it by being more than your opponent for most of the things. Hmm. I mean, look, if you're playing vanilla CA, all you need to do is just go and extract the avatar if you've got it, and yeah. that's what. And then just make sure that they don't extract 126 points worth of their yeah. army. Yeah. Um, which to do that with like let's say even let's say high 30s you're still looking at extracting maybe four dudes mm-hmm. yeah um which takes at least like a whole bunch of orders unless they're all specialists yeah. um so yeah uh i think that's sort of a theme for the what they've brought out as far as the new mm-hmm. missions goes but yeah that last launch is good it's it's pretty fun i think i think there's a lot of sort of balancing um how much when you extract and how much you extract and i i do think it's a bit more of like a um experience players game uh mission because knowing around about how much the, your opponent's uh units are worth um is something that sort of comes with experience that you're not necessarily going to have as a new player mm-hmm. moving on to infinite news which we haven't had in a little while um probably since the classified or the the new decks uh released and we're sort of talking about that or reinforcements but i felt we should take a look at these ones because we've finally seen some miniatures that we've seen the profiles for and i think we've seen some dossiers for but we haven't actually seen them before so these are the december releases so coming so probably unfortunately unless you live in spain not in time for uh some christmas presents which is a pity because the first thing we're looking at is the nomads reinforcement pack and i fucking love it it's so good i would pick up nomads if mars spiders were not restricted reinforcements i like i I still think that eventually that's gonna go but um the every single miniature here a, I love the look of the the mass spiders, the rounder, um, the kulaks. Fucking love every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, that I'm pretty sure is a new prowler. I don't think that's a rebox of the uh, old I prowler. I so. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they had a Spitfire prowler prior. I think I think they did. I think they did. Um, but the, uh, but it's like it's old, right? And yeah. Pretty well, damn sure. Was that back when it was still an HMG? You know what? It could be I, back then. Yeah. It could very much be back when it was still a HMG. Um, but yeah, I think these are sick. Um, yeah. They look really, really nice. Uh, I've, I've loved the rounder, the sort of like the real cyberpunk looking. She's got the like the I mean, in real life, you'd call them like pit vipers, mm-hmm. the glasses that she has on. Um, and putting together the team that you can, you've got like the Mars Spiders, which are like plus one CC, um, plus one burst CC martial arts yes. one, I think. Um, 
models. You've got marks, uh, marksmanship on the rounder. You take the um, prowler and you've got yourself um, just MSV stuff. Mm-hmm. And the Curlax, I think, are, I don't think they're HMG, but uh, heavy infantry, but they might be. Um, but you've got like decent hackers and stuff. It's, it's, I think it's a great pack. Uh, moving on to the next one. Yeah, so we've also got the... So this is the combined uh, army reinforcement pack. Yes, um, extra are back. Inter- interesting that the Nomads one was the reinforcement alpha pack, and this is the reinforcement pack. Um, I think partly because I think these are the only new models that they haven't yeah. released yet Yeah. for the pack. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh. I think it... Sorry, because y'all. the Cascuda would be the beta, but it's released separately. Oh, uh, yeah, because uh, I think the ones for January, the Lizard, another yep. model I'm super excited to actually see what it looks like. But you're right, I think the Lizard is like the beta pack. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I think at this one you get uh, you get two, I think, I think they're literally called base operators. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then get... I'll just take a look at the reinforcement. Yeah, so you get two base operators, the extra officer, which is the dude with like the big ass weapon that looks like it should really do something, but I'm pretty sure it's just a para uh, a para CC weapon. Um, and then I think you get, I think you get either two void operators or two vector operators. I think you get two void operators, which I think are the ones with the wings, and the one with like the Combi rifle looking one. I don't know. Hmm. Maybe that's the combi rifle one. Anyway, yeah. So you um you get either two void or two vector operators and one of the other one that's not one. What do you reckon? Next oh, up. No. Oh, sorry. No. Sorry, on those. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm ex- as someone who played N1 and then went away for three editions uh it's lovely to see the extra back mm. and I, uh, I, I really I, like the idea of combined army being combined uh and not just two or three races but a whole uh range of different races that are used mm. for different purposes as they see fit yeah and i gotta say like i i I mentioned when we first saw um, that limited release of the, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the officer that I didn't, I wasn't super about like the big headpiece that he's mm-hmm. got, the little thing. Yeah. But taking a look at the rest of them, I like the idea that it's almost like, it's, it's almost hearkening back to the uh, Morats where their helmet and the way their armor looked represented like the unit that they were in. Um, yeah, and they the, all the different, uniform for the unit. The unit. Uh, the different head uh, accoutrements, horns, uh, denote different ranks and different specialties. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously uh, you've got your nice and easy to spot across the table. Yeah, well. you got your officer who's got the biggest crest. Yeah. And I guess as you go along, you get bigger and bigger crests because the base operators mm-hmm. have like these tiny little like whoop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, but you look Aerodynamics. at the. Yeah, then you look at the, I'm going to say the void operator mm-hmm. in the back there. He's got a little bit of a bigger crest on his head. Mm-hmm. Like he's about to evolve into an officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also do like, they do look suitably frail. Yes. 
uh, which is good. All right, next one. I'm so excited for this one. Yes. A general, general release fiddler. Oh, finally. I don't know why they wait. Is it the, the Corvus Belly flick between being really proactive and putting out the general release models and then um, and then taking fucking forever. Because I remember, I think Mendoza came out really quick general release. Um, but Fiddler's been out for well, I, ages. I Bishi got her ITS model after Fiddler and her general release before Fiddler. Yeah, I think you're yeah. right. I think you're right. Um, I love this model. I think it's from from the, like just the images I've seen. Obviously, for anyone who's listening, uh, the model uh, looks. You'll I mean, you have to look up the model, but the jack box, the, the jack bots are identical to the old one. It's just the, you know, the wheel with a shotgun on top of it. Um, but instead of her riding that little wheel that she has in the in the ITS one, she's sort of carrying it along. Like almost like she's about to throw it in front of her and jump on it. Yeah. Like you know, you know how like skateboarders they'll throw the skateboard and jump on it. Kind of. Yeah. They don't that, do that. I feel like it for the the pose as well. Yeah. Um, um, the one thing I love about this, and it's the complaint I had about the mm-hmm. ITS model, is that she had all this nice detail on her chest because she's got like this robotic sort of mm-hmm. chest going along, going on. But in the ITS one, she was hunched over. You couldn't really see it. Mm-hmm. Right here, she's stand, standing proud, and I just—it's oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw this and went and looked. I looked over the table and went, mm-hmm. "Uh, yeah, I've got the um, Aristea model who's been rebased and not painted yet, and so I think she's gonna just slide over to the side and wait for uh, this one to come out." <laughs> I mean, I was tempted. I mean, I like I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the monkey, but I was still more a fan of it than the ITS one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact that it's almost like her hair has grown for the w- the weight we had to go through. Because <laughs> I think in the ITS one, she's got like a short, like side, um, like mohawk sort of look thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, awesome! I'm super excited for that one. Okay. New, New Dark Foes. Uh, we, we, we are both, this is good because we are, I'm a Steel Phoenix player, you're a Hakka's Lam player, you're an yeah. Assassin's player. Um, uh, what do you think of Yazbir, I think it is? Uh, I believe so. Uh, hmm. It's a model that's been out of production. His pose is more in line with where the game is going. He looks a little. His previous one looked lightly cartoony, but I think it was just that era. Um, I don't know what to say. It's not. It's lovely. Um, I look forward to being able to pick him up, whereas before it was a model you had to hunt down. Uh, and he's got some nice little tricks to put in different places. You can play him as a hollow mask or hollow echo and more lovely tricks for hot players. Yeah, um, and it goes onto the theme of uh, Blackwind, where apparently um, Aleph and Hagazlam are having a bit of a showdown over um, fighting over like spice and like doing the reincarnation stuff. Uh, so the other one, Thrasymedes. I taking a look at this. I don't. I think a lot of people are somewhat unhappy with what it looks like um and i tend to agree a little bit however 
If you go on, I think it's a Beast of Wars website, you can get a bigger picture. You can sort of zoom in. I think it's a bit of a rough paint job um, on this particular model. It makes them, I think they've like they've made them the model look potentially like more angular. I think this um, is also is. just a, a, I would say a bad angle to take a picture of it. Yeah, like Yazbir's got a good angle. You can see him. It's he would be better if it was like he was more to the side, so you can see what his chest looks like. Uh, that said, if you've seen the old Thrasymedes, he's got like a cool like uh, pose and something like that. And this is doesn't quite give the same feeling. Um, so yeah, like I get it. I think. I think I'd probably like a lot of people. I want to wait and see what he looks like naked, unpainted, um, and put together. Um, but one way or another, I'm I'm just excited to see Steel Phalanx, and hopefully Huck Islam, Huck Islam as well, getting like like that quick release of uh, redone models because we've already got the like just dropped the fire team pack for Huck, for assassins. Um, and apparently, next the next release is um, for Steel Phalanx is the Myrmidons, which I'm super excited to see. Nice. And Although, seeing this picture and how it's lined up, it kind of makes me want to question what's going on just you know to the right of the picture. It is because they're is, both it... shooting or like they're com- Joining up, one is charging, one is shooting it. There's something that's happening off to the right. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, it is called Diphos. It's Diphos 13. It is called mm-hmm. Blind Spot. So maybe mm-hmm. they didn't, re- they were fighting, didn't realize that something bad was coming out. Like, oh shit. Uh, which is interesting because I think in, I think, I think Thrasymedes was in like Diphos 1 or 2, his f- first model. Um, I think it was also, the, yeah, I think also his. Like the the chick that you got in that box was also like semi cooperating uh, with Thrasymedes. It was supposed to be a, a riff on um, Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen. Oh. Uh, right. So this is, I think, the combined army uh, expansion or something alpha. Mm-hmm. So is this one uh, of those like repacks of blisters? Yeah, so it's just a reinforce. It, it is it is called as a reinforcements pack, mm-hmm. uh, which I do think it is. Um, all of those, all of these characters are in, um, are in a combined army of reinforcements. So you've got an Umbra, the uh, Nexus operator, and the non-drop version of um, Kodali. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a repack. Uh, I mean. I mean, I love every single one of these models. However, I, I just realized I should point out the Samaritan, uh, not the Samaritan, the Legat model in here is the one from the uh, old CA starter. Okay. So one so that was if, previously quasi out of production? Yes. So okay. if you want to get that Samaritan, it's the one like kind of doing the typical, like stereotypical evil pose. Um, you can now get him in this uh, pack. So the next one is a Nomad's uh, reinforcement uh, pack. It's uh, Raul, um, a Prowler, and I cannot remember what this uh, character's name is. Uh, it's the you know, Tunguska 
Securitate character. Let me just find what her damn name is. I default to you, the Nomad player. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jelena Kovac, that's her name. All right, just another refact, uh, repack. Uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, it, it's yeah. an old Prowler, I should point out. Uh, but yeah, just repack. And what they're calling the Yujong Invincibles pack, but I'd almost just call it like the uh, Invincible Army's character pack because it is yeah. Tai Chen, Crit uh, 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 Cockrum, and the uh, Hakizla, uh, sorry, the um, Yujong, uh, yeah, I said that right, uh, HMG. Uh, again, if, I mean, if you're playing, if you're planning to or uh, or want to play Invincible Armies, this is an awesome oh. pack to get because all of these characters and that HMG, like near staples of any um, any list. Oh yeah, and all characters that were kind of in other places and now have been put into one. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's like the, it, this is almost the epitome of. Uh, Culver's Belly wanting to reduce their um, SKUs because each of these yeah. were a blister to themselves. Okay. And they're just like, we'll take three products, make it into one. Yeah. And uh, also for this, perfect because two of them are characters and one of them is one that you're probably not going to run more than one of. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah don't have to worry about that. Like, it's one character and three models that you want multiple copies of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Character yeah. packs look nice. Yeah. yeah, and the good good thing about this particular one is like these. This is most of a fire team. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's, uh, I think that's all back of them. To the start. Yeah. So yeah, just a little look at the uh, new releases. Uh, taking a look at uh, especially like that the extra and the nomads. Well, with that done, let's move on to our community event and challenge announcements. Uh, in reverse order of that, um, let's go through our uh, monthly challenge announcement. Mm-hmm. First off, with the drop of the Resilience Ops deck, we are finally moving out of having our Challenge B player reinforcements um, games. Uh, so thank you for everyone who submitted their stories. We have, as we said, it's gone through three months, so we are going to pick three winners. So of the list of the people who submitted, our lucky winners are Cameron Rivet, uh, the, the uh, player formerly known as Bruce, or only known as Bruce, <laughs> and Antonio Castro. So congratulations, guys. Thank you for your submissions. We will be contacting you to get uh, your choice of blister from Toy Soldiers Imports. Uh, But with that said, we are moving away from reinforcements finally into the newest, hottest way format of playing um, Infinity, which is Resilience Ops. So now that we've finally got the objective deckers out in circulation for november the monthly challenge we'd like to hear about your resilience operations games right has it may have you got a weird and wonderful uh combination of objectives that really challenged you or in some cases were piss easy and you feel really bad for your opponent uh what racky hijinks have you had because of the new battle conditions um or how has resilience op 
operations fundamentally changed uh, your way, the way in which you uh, create lists and do list pairings. So, so uh, put in your submission to as a Google Doc to lossoflieutenant at gmail.com at the end of the month. We will pick one lucky winner to win a blister from Toy Soldiers Imports of their choice. We are obviously a little bit late on announcing th announcing this, so we'll probably run it for a week after the, the month concurrent with whatever we do for the month of December, right, to give you guys the extra time to actually get those games in. Uh, should be should be noted that if you don't have the actual resilience pack, you can find the pictures of all the cards and all the battle conditions. Um, we're not going to freaking know. Print them off. Yeah. Do it like that, and uh, you know, and do it. Yeah. Uh, do it that way. We will still accept it. You don't have to. You don't have to tell us. That said, please support Corvus Belly once you have the deck available to purchase in your area. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean. <laughs> Who, I mean, I gotta say, if you're playing Infinity and you don't really, really want the official cards just because the cards are really nice, I, I don't know what you're doing. Right? Like, I would get the, I, I would purchase them just because I'm like, I really want the cards. I really just want these nice cards in my hand. I want to shuffle them. I want to, bam, flick them down on the table. Right? One of the best things about Infinity is you get a, a objective and you're like, boom, finished it. Yes. Finish my classified. All right, go for it, Nick. Okay. So our quarter three to four hobby challenge narrative story. Uh, so continuing the Lost Lieutenant's drive to get people into the creative side of Infinity, uh, for the quarter three and four, we're asking our listeners to write a short narrative story. Uh, the Infinity universe has a rich and diverse background uh, with so many source books to choose from and with Ensong... Oh, we, ha we haven't updated this. I copy and pasted for the wrong episode. With Ensong already released, <laughs> it's a perfect time to create some new stories from the human sphere. Uh, is there a unit or a character in your army who has performed so heroically over the course of multiple games they deserve a story written about them? Uh, or is there a piece of background you've read or heard that is just crying out to be expanded? Well, now's your chance to express yourself through the written word. Uh, please try to stick to a limit of 200 words. Uh, 2,000. As these, or sorry, 2,000. Yes, thank you. If you okay. can write a fucking <laughs> awesome story in 200 words, go for it, but I'd love uh, to see it. 200 words is the limit I put on my students. Uh, but, okay, for this, 2,000 words. Uh, supposed to be a short story, not a novel. But if you want to write a novel, by all means, um, we won't stop you. Uh, alternatively, a 10-minute audio recording is also welcome. As usual, submit your, uh, send your submissions to lossoflieutenant at gmail.com. And then at the end of the year, we will pick our favorites and give them the white noise treatment by reading them for the show. Uh, or in the case of if you submitted the audio recording, we'll play that. Uh, because of the two-quarter challenge, uh, two random entries will be chosen to win a small box set of their choice from Toy Soldier Imports. Uh, on to events. Yep. Uh, so, you know what? You go into this one. Okay, you can yes. I practiced for this today. Um, so throw the dice Infinity Store Championship for 2023. Uh, this is in Geelong, Victoria. 
Uh, it's next Saturday, the 18th November. Uh, 300 points, three rounds, with the missions being Supremacy, Firefight, and Highly Classified. Uh, the painting requirement is a unique one, uh, and I do like it for its uh, push to get stuff painted. Uh, all lieutenants must be fully painted and based, uh, and combining that with Firefight is just a lovely little push to say you should paint more than one model, even though one model is required. Uh, winner goes into the Throw the Dice Hall of Fame, or onto the Throw the Dice Hall of Fame wall. Uh, sign up and details can be found on the Throw the Dice Facebook page. Awesome. Uh, South Perth Brawl uh, 2023 uh, is the Western Australia's premier ITS event. It's happening on the 25th of November at the South Perth Community Hall. It's a four-round tournament, but it's only one-day tournament. The overall winner will receive the traditional South Perth Brawl broadsword. In addition to the normal price support, each round has a bounty. Round one, which is extraction, has guardian angel bounty, which is for extracting the most civilians and HPTs. Round two is countermeasures, which is the quiet professional bounty for the most mission objectives accomplished. Round three is firefight, collector bounty for the most things uh, acquired from the panoplies. Round four is cutthroat, which is tier one operator bounty for the most enemy troops killed by your key operator. See the Facebook page for more information. Uh, coming up in January, we have CanCon 2024, uh, five rounds over two days, the 26th and 7th of January in Canberra. Uh, tickets are live and still available. Uh, their standard two-list 300 points event. Uh, missions are unmasking, B-Pong, countermeasures, armory, and last launch. And we will get into more detail about that shortly in the rest of the episode. And we will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one we have is Operation Heart of the Cards, which is being run by our very own Josh. So this is happening on the 2nd of December um, at House of War in Melbourne. The uh, missions will be all resilience operation missions, as well as this will be a tournament in which reinforcements are allowed on, on your list. However, the choice to not take reinforcements is... Is is like it's also part of this tournament. Yeah. Uh, so. so it's it's reinforcements optional yes. tournament, right? So the idea is to try and test potentially whether re- like the power between reinforcements and just like your sort of standard list. Uh, okay, right, check, check out Facebook, the Facebook page for more details. details. Uh, this will be interesting because not only resilient or optional you can have one reinforcements list and one non-reinforcements list and because it's resilience you could have them geared toward two very different situations and plop down which one best suits your objectives for the match so i look forward to seeing how this turns out and the data we can gather from this yeah so uh one thing that was really good uh really well pointed out by josh uh, last time we talked about this particular tournament is you know your objectives before you choose your list. So similarly, like how you pick your list after you pick your classifieds, it's the same thing here. So if you, uh, in my head, I'm thinking if I get a whole bunch of area control ones mm-hmm. and I've got, let's say, like Maximus or the Cascuda or something like mm-hmm. that, um, I can just go, I'm going to 
take my reinforcements list because I can just plop them in the middle of the board or in the right zone and I just drop 100 points, bam, into a particular place. Um, So, yeah, I think that's I think that's I think it's a really good idea to take a look at how all of these things uh, interact. It's a really good idea by Josh. Um, And just a reminder to everybody uh, listening to this episode is that we do have a Patreon um, account, uh, Loss of Lieutenant. Uh, You can support us for $3 a month and that allows us just to sort of keep doing these monthly and quarterly challenges. Um, Gives us, uh, with like the price supports, gives us the opportunity potentially if we need to buy equipment for the show, which we have had to do in the past to um, not have to buy it all on our own. Um, as well as we do do uh, raffles that are Patreon that are Patreon only um, to uh, uh, for professionally painted models um, that are typically the ones we get sort of early or uh, to review from CB. Uh, so right now we have uh, we're still looking. For, if you're a professional painter, hit us up because we are and, and you're in. Uh, Australia, we are looking for someone to paint up a Kashkuda and Maximus for our next raffle. Um, again, we know times are tough. If you're just listening and you want to just keep listening um, and you don't, you can't or don't want to or whatever, support us monetarily on Patreon, then the only thing we'd ask is if when we post stuff on Facebook, um, you just like, comment, share stuff around. We've got a YouTube page at Loss of Lieutenant as well where we put up these videos so you sort of get to see the recording of these episodes raw. Um, don't know how good that is, but uh, but hell, you get to see it anyway. Um, get to see our ugly mugs. Um, and yeah, if you can just share that stuff around, that's more than enough support. Yep. Okay. Uh, All right. Time for a quick break and then on to the main topic. Yep, I think that's a good idea. Okay. All right, we'll be back, guys. Welcome back, guys, to uh, back from our break. And uh, Nick and I are now going to take a look at the missions uh, that have been announced for CanCon, give a bit of an overview of you know what they are, common elements, how we think it's going to affect list building, uh, as well as sort of the, uh, I suppose, the how it's going to affect the demographics of um, of the tournament itself as far as like sectorial vanilla, what mm-hmm. um, factions you might see very little of and what you might see very, like, a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, so, firstly, I guess I'll, I'll go through the missions yeah. uh, just super quickly. I mean, we mentioned them just before, yeah. um, but just in case you're, like, a not a very good listener and you just skip straight to halfway through the uh, episode... It's unmasking, B-Pong, countermeasures, armory, and last launch. So the one thing I think is to note is that it is it does have two out of the three new missions in it. Mm-hmm. Um, in B-Pong and last launch. Yep. Uh, unmasking so- and armory being super old. I don't know of a time that I've, I've, I've played an ITS without them, and countermeasures is semi-old, maybe like two, three um, things behind. So I thought start off by doing a quick like two sentence summary of each of the missions just to remind everyone what they are. Yeah. So unmasking, there's three buttons, there's three HVTs, you push button, you kill HVT, and then you repeat. Mm. Uh B-Pong, there's two buttons, there's one beacon. Uh you put the beacon on the opponent's side of the table, and then you control the beacon and at least one console. 
the scores end of each round. Countermeasures race to the bottom of a shared classified deck. Yeah. Uh, armory, objective room with two panoplies, dominate the armory, and while you're at it, loot the panoplies. And then last launch, uh, there's one objective room, there's two ticket machines, you extract your own army points and specialists, and you kill the opponent's specialists. Uh, I'm just going to yeah. do a little sidebar on last launch, but you did a nice little walkthrough of it with... Um, your, oh, no, no, uh, but, the, but but this is this is something that came after it. No, no, go for it. This is really important to point out. Oh, um, oh, right, this part. Um, so there was a an errata for ITS fifteen that came out in the last week or so. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty soon after. It was a pretty common question that people were having about like the interaction between certain states and uh, extracting uh, particular units. Yeah. So let me actually scroll. So, so yeah. So well. So the so the idea is is essentially if you extract the way it was written before is because they weren't considered killed is. The question uh, was, yes. does it force loss of lieutenant and does it lose, e like, do the EVO hackers lose their, like, control state? Yes. Or, like, yeah. their support They were in a kind of limbo state where they weren't on the board, but they didn't go through any of the normal means to re be removed from the board. Yeah, because uh, they, they didn't have, they didn't have, um... I think I think it being extracted didn't count as like null or whatever, yes. which meant that it didn't set, like if you extracted something, it didn't satisfy any of the cancellation uh, rules for su support wear, and it didn't uh, didn't create any of the situations uh, like any of the conditions for loss of lieutenant. Now it's very yes. clear: you extract your lieutenant, suck shit, you've lost your lieutenant. However, an interesting one I I do think uh, that uh, we've got here is that it does it can trigger mnemonica. Which is an interesting thing because technically you extract it, and then you still get like a little advantage for it because you can monitor something down. But it also triggers um, chain of chain of command. Yeah. So now anything that's extracted uh, is enters the null state as mm. it's being extracted. Still counts for victory points for you, um, even if they were caused to enter the null state during the order in which they were being extracted. Yeah. So if you shoot them as they are extracted, there's still points for your opponent. Be uh, correct. So, so they, if you extract a lieutenant, you'll enter lost lieutenant. Yeah. Uh, or anything that triggers off of that. Uh, if you extract an Evo hacker, uh, like is easy to do because they don't require an ID, uh, the support wear will be cancelled because the Evo hacker has entered a null state. Yeah. So, if, like... I know that CB have to sort of like word math it so that it works, but for simplistic game uh, gameplay purposes, if they extracted, they uh, they should be they're pretty much considered dead and everything that comes with being dead, except for the fact that VP still count. Afterwards. Although they're not dead, they're in a null state, which, as far as I'm aware, means that they still take up a slot inside your. Um, Order pool. Because 
you know what? I don't. I'm not. I don't want to get into searching for this. But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> right. But don't look. Don't extract your lieutenants unless you got the last. It's your last bloody turn. Don't extract your evo pots if you really, really need the um support. Where all right? Yeah. That's the, that's the takeaway from this. Yeah, I, I do really like that. If you extract your lieutenant, you enter lost lieutenant because your lieutenant just fled the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> From a fluff standpoint, that makes perfect sense. Uh, you know, captain should go down to the ship, or at least be the last one off. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so we'll take a look at some commonalities between uh, these missions, because there is a couple of themes uh, with everything. Uh, with the first one being the fact that all of them, every single mission, has an exclusion zone. Yes every mission eight inch exclusion zone so on one side it means um you're paying extra points that will do nothing for forward deployment plus eight as opposed to forward deployment plus four yeah it means that also infiltrators are basically paying extra for forward deployment plus four unless you over infiltrate them yeah yeah, However, so, so superior infiltrate still fucking yeah. nice, right? You can yes. use that. Oh, so uh, although it only works in the four inches outside your opponent's deployment yes, zone. You do have to get outside of that, but I mean, look, if you're mm-hmm. forward, if you're doing that and you're not in that sort of position, I don't know what mm-hmm. you're doing. Yeah. Um, but and of course, it also means that uh, impersonation is still, uh, you know, chef's kiss. Yes. You yeah. don't have to roll for that shit. Uh, however, this is ITS-15. We have border skirmish rule. Yes. Uh, which I expect to be used a lot in this tournament. Yeah, so uh, interest, in, interestingly enough, this tournament might really encourage um, some uh, combat drop troopers uh, I would say to be used a lot more. A combat drop trooper. <laughs> but like, it's, it's something that like you... Mm-hmm. Potentially, just wouldn't see in lists yes. at all. Yes, I, I can. I can feel that maybe, it, depending on your um, army, of course, you might see one combat troop yeah. instead of just completely none of them. Mm-hmm. Well, it also means that you can more reliably run one combat drop troop. It's not mm. that issue of I'm going to put a combat drop troop in, but. If I've got that like 25, 40% chance, depending on what it is, of flubbing the roll, uh, then I've basically just lost a model. True, true. Now, and... every mission you know, there's a spot on the board that you could just place it and it's done. And it's a pretty flexible spot too, because it's, mm-hmm. you know, ent- it's the entire board on either side. Um, mm-hmm. You could take a look at it as like uh, combat dropping in, like some sort of combat y. Uh, so let's say an uh, ectomoy. I don't know why that's the one that comes to mind. Drop it in. You've got this nice combat piece on your opponent's side of the eight-inch line, right, where they could potentially shoot a whole bunch of things in the back. Um, or if it's, you know, you need a specialist or something to do something around uh, your end, you get to drop them in on your side. They get to do all that sort of stuff. Um, We've also got two missions. So both day two missions have objective rooms. Which means yes. you can, while you can't combat drop into the objective room, you can have a guaranteed combat drop uh, given base size about three inches from the door. 
Yeah, well, I was taking a look. The uh, if you if you drop in the uh, bloody hell, what's it called? The um, media zond from Nomads, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, got that slightly larger base. Um, really good for just dropping in, and mm-hmm. um, it's it's a specialist, it's a forward observer. So if you needed mm-hmm. to do something like that, it's worth it. Um, mm-hmm. The other one I was thinking of is um, the Garuda, which is not big as far as its base mm-hmm. goes, but I'm pretty sure it's a six four because it's still like it's like it's still a Dakini with mm-hmm. drop troop. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, any sort of drop troop like that, um, mm-hmm. that's a specialist, or like I don't think you should drop in something that's i guess not really like a fighty piece or a specialist piece right you want you still want this to be like big especially because mm-hmm. you get the guaranteed so you do get the fact that you can guarantee yourself a good drop yep uh, i'm just gonna take a look where's, where's the garuda yeah garuda's a six four uh so you can drop a garuda specialist or you can drop a garuda spitfire mm-hmm. um that makes me want to go back and play OSS because I just got Maximus as well. <laughs> God, that that's a nice that's a nice thing to drop. BS twelve with um, mimetism, that sort of speed. Um, but yeah, so which is something we don't often see. Obviously, they've cleverly put it on the very mm-hmm. last day, so they only have to put down the thing once, and it never oh, has to yeah, move. It works great, and the fact that. Uh, Kevin's kind of getting his wish that we've got enough objective room missions to run multiple in a tournament. Uh, and you're right, this means, so first day, normal setup, second day, hmm. during the evening yeah. or in the morning, adjust the tables, every table gets the objective room down, and now for the rest of day two, every mission's an objective room mission. Yeah. I, think, I think they used to have a second one, I think it was engineering deck, used to be another objective room one, but Oh, the other one is uh, Panic Room. Oh, yeah, of course, Panic Room. Completely yeah. forgot about Panic Room. Yeah. Engineering deck's probably not one at all. Uh, so, next thing we want to look at for mission requirements. Uh, kind of look at... Well, actually... Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want to touch on the specialist some. Normally, look at the missions go, okay, what's the specialist bonus? What do I get plus three, an extra die? Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer in this is basically none. Um, which is good, which is a good yeah. thing. So in unmasking, you get a hacker bonus for the consoles. Other than that, there's none. Um, two missions, countermeasures and armory, do have the Evo hacker bonus for a plus one order. So that having two of those in a in the mission lineup kind of get that encouragement that maybe an Evo hacker will fit into my list. Yeah, especially now that they've got um, Evo hackers on not the worst units in some factions. I can see Ariadna uh, taking the Evo yeah. hacker war driver for sub 20 points, I think. Well, uh, and one is, of those missions is countermeasures where Ariadna might want that random hacker wandering around the board. That's, uh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, let me just take a look. How much is how much is the war driver? War driver with Evo thing. Seventeen points. So seventeen points for two regular orders is that's incredibly cheap. Yeah. Uh, it does look like though it does cost you some swick. Whoops. No, that's, that's a ratnik. That's not what it is. It is. Oh my god, my phone is 
fighting me. It does cost you one swick, but okay. once one swick for the hacker that you could use for countermeasures mm-hmm. and two regular orders, I can see being well worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely for countermeasures. For armory, yeah, who knows? Uh, yeah. I, yeah, that's going to benefit some factions more than the others. Mm-hmm. Um, I think things like Huck Islam, uh, like Huck Islam, Toha. I mean, Toha, obviously. I don't even think Toha have an Evo hacker. Um, Pano, probably. Mm-hmm. Things that don't really get much bonus out of having an Evo hacker are going mm-hmm. to probably not run them. But mm-hmm. things like uh, Combined Army, Nomads, Aleph. Whatever, and then again, Ariadna, just because it's such a cheap Evo hacker, mm-hmm. um, and they could use it. Uh, I think it's worth, yeah, considering taking them. But I, I definitely wouldn't sacrifice your list for the sake of an Evo hacker. Uh, no, if it, if you're already running something that might benefit, so running a few heavy infantry, uh, running a few remotes, if those remotes would like marksmen. Um, yeah, I could see it kind of encouraging lists to try that out. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it, that's it's an interesting um, addition mm-hmm. uh, to the game. But yeah, it, it's good. It's good that they don't have it being super hack. Uh, sorry, super specialist bonus mm-hmm. um, heavy because. Often, and it has happened at a couple of past CanCons where the bonus is just hacker, 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 mm-hmm. right? And so you kind of, with those bonuses, you kind of took Ariadne out of the mix a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you took like Toha kind of out of the mix, right? Pano mm-hmm. before they got um, uh, Svalheim. Really struggled without, ha- because their hackers were just mm-hmm. rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um it's good now that like it's unmasking is the only one you need it for. Well, you know, it's also just a bonus. Like it's not true, required. Yeah. And considering it's only in one mission, like that's not too difficult to overlook. Yeah, I mean, it it is an important role mm-hmm. um, to d- define them. You you know, if you're unlucky, you potent well, you potentially have to do it three times. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> But at, at, at the same at the same token, it's like you know a whip thirteen for like forward observer or whatever or something that gets up mm-hmm. there. Yeah, um, is you know is going to be able to do it. Is going to be able to do it just fine. Yeah. Um, and HVTs aren't too hard to kill. Yeah. So I think, well, talking about specialists, um, go over the different missions. Look at what specialists are needed in the missions. Um, so. Not counting private classified objectives. Uh, so in unmasking, uh, you need to push the three buttons, and that's it. Don't care about specialists mm. after that. But the three buttons are critical to scoring the mission. Yeah, and you can only you can only hit a button once. Correct. Yes. Uh, mm. B-pong. Uh, you need them to move the beacon either directly or by using the uh, buttons to move it. Uh, you also need multiple specialists because. Uh, you can't move the beacon with a specialist directly more than once per turn. You have to move a different specialist in to move it again. 
Yeah. So just for anyone who hasn't read Beepong because it is quite new or hasn't played it, is you can move the beacon in two ways. You can move the beacon using uh, the consoles, in which case you either move it two inches towards your enemy's deployment zone or you can move it six inches towards the center. Mm-hmm. You can choose either one. If you want to bring it to your side, uh, you can. Um, or you can have your specialists walk up, do an entire order, and they essentially kick it four inches forwards. Um, and a specialist can only do that once a game, uh, once a turn. Um, so having, I'd probably say at least three specialists that you can expect to either touch a console or touch the beacon. It's probably what you want to be looking at, um, because you're going to need to spend those orders. So countermeasures, well, you need it for the classified deck, yeah. and uh, you know, see previous yeah. episode, yeah, so, <laughs> or uh, for that. Standard thing is I have at least one doctor or paramedic, one engineer, mm-hmm. uh, one. You can live without a forward observer if you've got a decent hacker. Yep. Um. Uh, uh, otherwise, and a hacker with spotlight. <laughs> Yeah, so normal hacking device. That's yes. a good point. Yeah, normal hacking device. Yeah. Um, and if you can, something that's not half. Although I suppose you don't have to kill two people now. You don't have to kill one with predator. Yeah. So I suppose it's okay. You just coup de gras something. Um, yeah. And you get that. You, know, you get that. Um, you get well, that objective. So yeah, you don't necessarily this- need melee specialists, but try. Yeah, and so and again, yeah, something that's elite veteran. Uh, oh yeah, of course. Get a command probably in there. Yeah. So, um, yep. Armory. One player needs one specialist to open the armory doors. After that, specialists are irrelevant. Uh, well, uh, hold on, I want to check. Mm-hmm. Are the armory doors? Can you still blow them up? Uh, I don't believe so. Uh, the armory doors do not have a profile. Unless there's an ITS, unless there's an ITS profile for the gates, mm-hmm. you used to, you, I used to be able. To, I think it was in the other. I think it's in. Yeah, it used to be you could um, you could bash them down, which is which, which was which was better because you could um, bust holes in walls. I, if I remember, and this is a while ago, um, I think there was a version where opening the armored gates had specific specialist requirements, like it had to be a hacker or something like that. But you could also like, decharge the gates type of thing. Yeah, it was it, it was yeah. a, it was a case of um, that it was. Any, uh, it was still any specialist, but the back in N three, the hacker mm-hmm. had uh, a skill called unlock, which you could do. Okay. You could do it for eight inches away. Gotcha. Right. Um, okay. The difference was is that like if you blew up a gate, it only opened up that one gate, so you could still have it closed. Gotcha. Unlock opened up, and the skill to open up one door opened up all the doors. Yeah. Um, okay. One one thing to note in Armory is that they are narrow openings so tags and things above s2 
cannot get into that armory. Mm, good point. Because unlike before where it was uh, a silhouette above um, a silhouette above S2, and so when you went prone, you were S0, it's now just like you have to be the width yeah. of an S2 silhouette. Okay. Um, so it should be noted that like if you want to hold that thing, you're going to have to have something tough that's little. Um, for specialists, last launch, uh, you need them to get the IDs to evac. Uh, you need you get points for evacuating your specialists, and you get points for killing the opponent specialists. So yeah, it's overall, it's a weird it's a weird thing where you don't necessarily want too many specialists, but you need them. It's like um, yeah. uh, not frontline. Oh, I mean, it's like firefight where you've got mm -hmm. three objectives that you need to complete, but there's points for killing the specialists. Yeah. So. So, overall takeaway from the mission lineup with specialists, uh, very strong need to have specialists, but there's really no skew as to what flavor of specialist you need. Uh, overall, I think that's lovely. It means that you don't... Like in pre some previous tournaments where it's got the same specialist bonus for three or four missions, and you kind of feel like you're losing out if you don't take that type of specialist. But now with this lineup, you definitely need specialists. You need a fair number of them for most missions. But uh, you can take whatever type you want and still do the mission just equally well. Yeah. Uh, having played it, you're going to probably want more than one. It, it, re oh. really depends on, it really depends on your plan for last launch. Because mm -hmm. um, in last launch, the gates are, unlike Armory, they're wide. Anything can go through it. Um, which means that if your plan is I'm going to just extract my avatar, then, I mean, you don't even need a single um, specialist on that list because you just pop out the pilot of the avatar, pick up it, get it back into the, um, give it back into the suit and run off. Uh, but if you're not in that sort of situation, uh, I would probably suggest having two, like, two specialists and have them maybe potentially running around with something expensive or being expensive themselves mm -hmm. um, to either pass off the uh, ID token or to like use it themselves to extract. So a uh, couple other elements along the missions that I thought we'd look at uh, before we start figuring out how to group missions and how to write lists for them. Uh, mm. So classified deck, uh, unmasking doesn't use it. Uh, B-Pong armory last launch, just have one classified objective for one point. Uh, and then, of course, countermeasures. So uh, we all get to play with the new objective deck, but it's not going to dominate most of the missions. We get to play with it mostly in countermeasures. Yeah. Yeah, so... I mean, I think that's it's good that like countermeasures will really get like through the deck. You get the yes. well, you get to see at least well, kind of well, I suppose kind of like twelve. Just see not most really. of the deck, yeah. You see a decent uh, chunk of the deck. Um, I don't think there was. Is there any ones that hold on? Is there any ones that would really suck to get? Let me grab the deck out for a second. Uh, honestly, I because three of the missions require only one classified. Uh, it means that you don't have to skew too hard into I need to cover a bunch of bases 
for count for classifieds. Uh, the chances of if you do happen to draw two that you can't do, uh, it's still only one point. Uh, but then countermeasures, of course, you at least have some say by being able to discard some, uh, at the, burn some at the start of your turn, and try to get through what you can. Yeah, I suppose the ones that probably was, would suck the most... I mean, it, it all depends on what situation you are on the mm -hmm. board and which ones you draw. You know, if you know the HVT ones might not be t too bad, except if your hack is all the way across the board from an a HVT because there is two, mm -hmm. isn't there? Um, uh, is it two or three? It might be three. I know it's more than three one. three HVTs. I, I, yeah, yeah, I know there's more than one. Probably mm -hmm. the ones I find that like universally might be a r real bummer to get are the suspected infiltration and the. Vigilance, which are the ones where you have to do a, a skill against like a particular type of yeah. Uh, I don't hold on. Sorry, not vigilance. Mm -hmm. It is suspected. Those... That's not Roman, not tag. And the other one is oh, industrial espionage, which is heavy infantry rem or tag. Yeah, but for those, if the start of your turn you see one and go, the board state doesn't allow me to do that. Burn that one. Draw a new one. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, and we'll just quickly go through mm -hmm. uh, the deployables mm -hmm. uh, that we've got. So we have uh, the deployable ARO pieces uh, for the missions. Uh, you have the crazy creatures, or the quantum anomaly zone creatures, uh, if you're a nerd, uh, air for countermeasures, and defensive chuck turrets and armory. Mm. Uh uh, I'm happy to see both. Um, yeah. Defensive turrets, they're okay. I'm kind of over them, but I really like the crazy creatures. Yeah. Um, I, get the, I get the feeling that the defensive turret, most people are just going to be point, <clears throat> pointing straight at the door for as soon as they open. Yeah, as soon as it opens, then whoever walks in gets shot. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think the final one, I put down um, no quarter. Uh, it's only on last launch, so for the first four scenarios, uh, you do have to worry about hitting your opponent too hard. Uh, but last launch, final mission of the tournament, just go for it. Oh yeah, yeah, just <laughs> absolutely kick. Like, don't worry about retreat. Just absolutely keep the crack out, crap out of them. Just quickly, I just wanted to go through like some of the quirks that are not really groupable, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So the armory does have an Intelcom card. Mm -hmm. um, it's just the one I think that adds, um, yeah, adds, adds value to um, like you've got your models, your opponent's models in the armory who actually uh, dominates yeah, it. It adds toward uh, zone of uh, domination. Yep. Does mean that you lose your um, uh, your card. True. Um, in last launch, it should be important to note that baggage counts. Yes. So uh, there's a plenty of Evo hackers out there that also have baggage, which means extracting an Evo hacking device carrying like bot thing that has baggage is worth 35 points. It's a very expensive piece um, as far as uh, that's concerned. And in last launch, Evo hackers don't need an ID. That's what I'm saying. It's a very oh, like, yeah. expensive yeah. Okay, thing. Okay, sorry, that plus baggage, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, also, should point out that downloading the ID done by the specialist, they go up to like the ticket things mm-hmm. to the side, they pick up their ID. They'll, and this can be important sometimes is the person who is do, performing the order is the one who picks up the ID if you're swapping them. Yes. Right, yeah. Which is you, important you for like. You don't hand off the ID, someone takes it from you. Exactly. Right, which can be important, like depending on like orders and that sort of thing, can be really important for um, how that. Or just, just, just the way your orders mm. go can be really important. Mm. Uh, as far as B-Pong goes, I don't think there is a particularly anything interesting. Just remember the rule, general rules for controlling, which is if your opponent is touching, um, is in silhouette contact with like the mm. beacon or is in silhouette contact with the um, console, mm-hmm. neither of you um, count as uh, controlling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then countermeasures. I don't think there's anything particularly interesting as far as countermeasures is concerned. Uh, yeah, you're right. It is three HVTs. Mm-hmm. Uh, remember that secure HVT is just not a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's it. Um, I'm just trying to think. Going through the missions... Um, uh, just addition to our summary at the beginning. So, like mm-hmm. we said, unmasking. You press three buttons. Remember that there is mm-hmm. a like important one. There's the actual HVT, and then there's the decoys. Can't kill them unless. So you can't kill them unless they are um, revealed. Revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, more importantly, is that a HVT? That's interesting because they're still HVTs even when they're revealed, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So they can't be targeted. So they can't be part of an attack that has a splash. So I think you can attack one, but not another one. Uh, oh, I'd have to look that up. Oh, no, sorry. Sorry. I, I think no, I no, I'm, were... th- I'm, I'm thinking of consoles. Sorry. I'm thinking of like consoles yeah. and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> sorry. Consoles. Because con- I think the uh, what's it called? The well, once they're revealed, they're hostile, right? Yeah. yeah. It, it, I think the. Um, like beacons, like looting and sabotage. I don't think you can. Oh, like, yeah. Splash. If you're shooting a uh, like battlefield element, uh, then yeah. yeah, you don't get to splash stuff this nearby. Um, and we should just quickly go over countermeasures. The way, like, yeah, we, we did say it's like a race to the bottom of the objective, but mm-hmm. let's just quickly go through the. For people who may have not played before, the way in which you do the do the deck. So it's not it's not it's kind of like highly classified, not quite. Um, but you take a single classified deck, draw three cards, and set them uh, beside the playing area, whatever. Uh, at the start of your tactical phase, so that's where you can like move uh, dudes around. Take a, take a step back. Uh, the first three cards come out before choosing your army list. Oh yeah, sorry, yes. Yeah. Then you have the tactical phase, which is where you move things around. Um, like that's at the very beginning of your turn. Uh, you can uh, so the player whose turn it is can discard a card and then replace it with a new one. And then you 
essentially you do the if you do the objective on your turn, you then take that card essentially into like these are the objectives. Uh, not just on your turn. If you complete the objective, sorry, because yes. you can complete the objective on your opponent's turn in some cases. Yeah, I was, I was, I suppose, yeah, you could do predator or something like that. Yeah, sorry, I was back when countermeasures came out. Like, you, I think predator was the only one you could do because you couldn't um, aero spotlight. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing to remember though is that it, um, you get a point for each of the classifieds you do, mm-hmm. and then you get for like same or more. Uh, but it is a maximum of eight. Uh, yes. So, well, you can only have... There's only nine possible classifieds you can do in the game. And so capping it at eight, you know, if you reach that point in turn three, you're like, you've done but I can do a ninth <laughs> classified. Like, you've already won. Yeah, you've already... That'd be quite impressive. That's like, I don't know. That, that's like if you managed to get Zoe... Um, from Zoe and Pywell to do every single one of your objectives because she's a hacker and engineer. Um, and she's like, killed something in Malay because you're the character. She can do all the capture ones and she can do net undermine. Veteran, yeah. And she's just like, I've done everything. I've the entire part of your. Like, she's fixed. Um, what's it called? She's fixed uh, Pywell. Yes. Um, but that's a good thing to consider in countermeasures is if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is where, like, Ariadna may struggle, though luckily now it's only, well, it was always only one card, but is if you can take something with structure um, and something with structure that can take a hit. So like... Anything with remote remote presence. Yeah, so like, but like for Bakunin, Mm -hmm. it's tempting to take like, and you probably can still do it, uh, to do it with the Uberfowl. But the Uberfowl only has unconscious and dead. Whereas in tags, things with remote presence, those things can actually take a hit and take another hit, or actually take a really big hit, I should say, and not necessarily die. So it's worth considering taking those good combat robots, uh, the Vostok. Uh, when I think about it, I even think about... Um, because of the way these are worked out, and we'll talk about it more in depth later. But like, <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's that's a great one. I was thinking the um, the Stigmatron. It's mm-hmm. a specialist, and it's something your opponent will want to hurt, which you need in case that comes up. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, fucking, what's it called? OSS just has a field day with all its robots. Just like, there we go, fix that robot. Right. If you're playing OSS and you haven't fixed something, you either destroyed your opponent. Um, or something's gone horribly, hor- horribly mm. wrong. Um, but other than that, there's nothing really else to consider uh, with the uh, missions. I think the panoplies, if you've one character has touched a particular panoply, they can't do it again on that particular uh, panoply. Correct. Yeah. Right, they can obviously go to the other one on across the room. Yeah. Once you've been successful at a panoply, you have to move on to the next panoply. Although at Armory, they're only about eight inches away. (laughs) Yeah. You used to actually have to destroy the panoplies. Maybe that's Panic Room. I don't remember. It's been a while since I looked at it. Um, And I'm just going to check the other ones. Um, Yeah, that's about it. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. just remember remember all of those little niche sort of uh, things for each mission. 
um, that can get you caught if you, if you forget about them and it's part of list building um, or just playing the mission itself. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought we'd talk about just kind of general grouping of mission yeah. archetypes, I guess. Um, yeah, because I, th I think this is something that everyone considers when putting their list together yes. is do yeah. I, like, are the missions so, like, like are so varied that there's no point in me trying to make sort of uh, yeah. lists for the groupings or are they, which I think is sort of the case for this CanCon, uh, have so many things in common that I can really group them and then tailor yes. my list to this mission and that yeah. mission. Mm -hmm. So a couple general strategies, like midfield buttons with specialists. Uh, we've got unmasking, B-Pong, and last launch. Uh, the need to project presence to the midfield or beyond. Uh, we've got B-Pong, Armory, and Last Launch. Again, you need to be able to hold ground further up the table. Yeah, which um, goes to the same sort of thing of missions that need you to defend something. Yes. Uh, this, this is like technically a little bit different than the like projecting presence because mm -hmm. B-Pong, Armory, yes, you really need to try and... like have a midfield presence hold mm -hmm. hold on to things last launch is kind of in there but it should mm -hmm. be noted it's only one objective point and it is yes. it is the last like thing of the game yeah. so if i mean if you can like in an ideal world mm -hmm. kill just one thing from your opponent's army and then extract your entire army right that you just just dust your hand yeah. like kill kill one specialist extract your entire army and then just dust your hands and go i win mm -hmm. right they can capture the middle it's worth one point you've got the yeah. rest of them it's almost a consolation prize to the player who lost yeah because like i've extracted yeah. all my dudes oh you get to like hold on to the launch pad yeah yeah um i got to plant a flag in the building before the planet got destroyed yeah pretty much <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm, try I'm trying to think if there's any other sort of groupings of these missions, but I think honestly, that's really it. It's just pressing buttons or holding a position. Mm -hmm. Um, or I suppose there's like, do we have the, we, we did have the countermeasures as the specialist. Spots. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah. I suppose there's one where it's like, you need, like, it's like, you need specialists like th mm -hmm. they're integral to you mm -hmm. like and i'm not talking about needing one or two specialists isn't you oh, yeah. need lots of specialists right or a decent amount of specialists i'd probably say definitely countermeasures because you've got all the objectives mm -hmm. uh probably b pong is one where having lots of specialists is not going to hurt you yep uh one could argue unmasking not really though okay. You don't need a ton, but you have a kind of... You need a minimum amount. Yeah. I, I would say in that case, I would say for specialists, it's countermeasures. Mm. B-Pong mm. is in one group. And the other group of not so many specialists would be Armory, Last Launch, and... Um, why can't uh, I think of Unmasking. Unmasking, uh, yeah. Where yeah, it's like, I, would... I need a couple, not too many. I would say unmasking and last launch are definitely in the I need a few, but not too many. And armory, I would almost say you can run with 
one or zero specialists. Yeah. Uh, though it would be hilarious if both your opponents, uh, both players show up with the intention that the opponent's going to open up the armory and neither have specialists. Yeah, I, I mean, I, that, that's potentially the reason that they've got the Evo hacker bonus there to encourage, yes. Yes. like, no one to not take a specialist. But yep. I was, I was thinking the same thing that just as you mentioned is it would be funny as everyone puts out and they go, "We don't have special." Can you even? It's got, it's I, got a classified, doesn't it? Yes. Can you, can you even score if no one can open up the doors? That'd be so fucking funny. Uh, I well, it's got a classified. You can. You uh, got a classified. Go so you the HVT. That, well, that's but secure HVT. But like, well, it doesn't matter. You just you do your classified. That's it. That's all yeah. you can do. That yeah. would be fucking hilarious. That would be so funny. <laughs> that would be so funny. You rock up to the table and you're like, hold on, do we have specialists on the field? And it, they go, no. And I would at that point, I I go, well, let's just call it one all and leave. <laughs> let's do a one all draw and it's over because you you like you chose you choose your um, you choose your classified. Hopefully, you've picked something that you can do relatively easily. Yeah. I would just be like, okay, I'll just assume that you managed to do it. Yeah. You know, imagine uh, if you both get like you both get net undermine. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, cool. We both get net undermine and just yeah. leave. <laughs> I think the other lunch. yeah, the other approach would probably be if like both myself and my opponent show up with no specialists for Arby would probably be. Uh, let's scrap that. We both agree to play our alternate lists and try again. Potentially, yeah, I suppose. Uh, because otherwise it's not really a game. <laughs> like you said, you're like, 1-1 one, one, draw? Yeah? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I'd honestly, I mean, in that case, I, I'd put both of those to the TO and be like, TO, yeah. what do you want to happen here? Because we'll either call it a draw, mm-hmm. right, or we will just completely check, like, agree to play our B armies. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that's what I think that that's what they need to bring back being able to blow up walls and doors. So that that at the very least, if, you, if someone has a D charge, which or like some sort of anti-material weapon, at the very least, you can kick the door in. Yeah. Uh, God, that would be so funny, though. Should we talk about how we'd approach the mission lineups? Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. You want to go go first? Uh. Yeah, sorry, I'm just checking quickly the Patreon uh, uh, chat. Uh, Just to mention that the show's varsity rule does count for, uh, like, last launch. Oh, that's a good point, though, for Armoury. Don't forget that that show's varsity rule will still count. So um, you kill those little squishy embryo embryo things. Um, Oh, yes, sorry. I I thought that question was for the Shaz relative to last launch, where... I mean, I mean, I, th- I think, yeah. I think, I, th- I mean, I think it does. But like, the thing is, well, if you're in a, if you're in a null state and you get extracted anyway, you're still okay. Well, yeah, like yes, they're in a Shaz special embryo state off the board. Yeah. Okay. The, well, again, the main thing is that it counts for um, holding yeah, the. They, they already count for victory points. No, no, but it, sorry, I was saying it counts for holding the um, armory. Oh yes, and and, yeah. and, and the and the last launch, whatever the hell it's called, zone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's the, that's the advantage of playing chess vastly, where you're you know vaguely weak. Is that even when you're unconscious, you still count for dominating mm-hmm. areas. Oh man, chess vastly on the roof. Unlike 
on just any any of the missions that are uh, like you have to hold something. Mm. Um, always an absolute nightmare. Mm. Uh, yeah, so I've always fallen into sort of the camp of sort of grouping the missions. I I, I know that like I, I've sort of I want to try going to a tournament with it's more about um like my opponent. But in all honesty, I just don't think I'm that flexible. Like every single time I've played a tournament, if I've stuck to the plan of like this mission, I played this list, this mission, I played this list, it's always gone better than trying something like new and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably stick with the groupings of uh, needing like really specialist focused and needing to hold. Uh, sorry, needing to hold the position mm-hmm. and then something that's more specialist focused. So my mine would be grouping to B-Pong Armory and potentially last launch, although now that now after our conversation, I might go B-Pong Armory mm-hmm. and then my other one would be unmasking last launch and um, animations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how I'd split it. So I'd have one that's a decent amount of specialists. I'd probably focus on having like singular specialists to do particular things, especially for last launch. Um, or like tough specialists. Yeah. And then B Pong and Armory would just be focused on having like tough cores. Um, or like if I was to play vanilla, it would be just like taking the toughest pieces and whatever, like mm-hmm. lit like army I'm playing. So if I was to play vanilla, CAL, Aleph, I'd be looking at avatars, Maroots, um, mm-hmm. look, uh, or actually for army and B Pong, I actually, I take that back. I'd probably be looking at Azuras, um, Something I'm trying to think of something that's CA that's tough and small. Ooh, tough and small. Sheshkin, uh, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheshkin, maybe Caliban's, uh, 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 Gualos's, Gualos, I guess. Mm-hmm. Gualai. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd, I'd be focusing on that. So I think that's, I think that's interesting. Is another thing is that if you're going to group like the missions like that and you're going to have armory in one of those groups, just make sure that your plan doesn't involve, like, a big unit holding that center thing because it has to be something small. Um, That's a really good point because I think, like, personally, I would forget that armory has small gates because small gates don't come up very much. Yeah, well, it, it used to not hurt as much because S5s, if they were human... Sorry, not Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, could go prone, and you just go prone, and you'd go in because you're S zero. But now, yeah. uh, I just even took a look. SX, mm-hmm. you still have to consider the restrictions for moving yeah, the that S the the yeah for entering mm-hmm. things with the X um, mm-hmm. as it goes now. So yeah, the yeah. So you've got to try and make sure that when you're playing Armory, that your plan for holding that like that center thing doesn't involve having something large inside of it. 
um, that it involves either either setting up sort of a perimeter or it involves and then like putting little things inside or it involves just having something tough as shit in the middle um i'd probably say uh and this honestly goes for uh and armory so it's still keeping that together i would say you're looking at taking um if you've got it things with smoke um cuz things things with smoke so that they can defend like they can block line of sight um, for things getting into, um, like, into contact with them in the consoles, um, as well as the armory, as well as things with, like, decent martial arts, because the last thing you need is, you know, you put, let's say, an Aquila guard who can shoot but not fight, um, and a tiger runs in, berserks into him, and boom, he's gone. Uh, and all of a sudden, you've got nothing in there. So you're trying to look for almost like those killing toolboxes. Uh, and can't pass up mines. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, mines, mines, crazy koalas. Uh, what's the other ones? What, what are the Fuckers. glue ones called? Oh. Crazy Mad koalas traps. and matchups. That's the ones. Yeah. Matchups. Um... Repeaters, if you've got, um, right, oh. if you, like, being able to project, like, because remember that the, the rooms are eight inches, right? But if you can get a picture or some sort of repeater on the far wall um, to be able to spotlight things, shut them down with um, carbonite and isolate them with oblivion, right? But, like, again, th- th- you don't need those specialists in B-Pong and like necessarily in B-Pong and Armory, it's more about holding that mm-hmm. spot. But yeah, that would, that would be, that would probably be my split with B-Pong, Armory, and then probably Blast Launch, uh, Unmasking and um, Countermeasures with like Last Launch, depending on what I'm playing, I could probably want to try and have lists that could, both lists that could do Last Launch. Right, with, with like they can strictly do one or the other. What about yourself? Uh, I really like the mission lineup. The more I look at it, because hmm. I I just there are so many ways to pair up the lists, and like you've mentioned before, uh, while I normally don't do like a list for different types of opponents. Uh, I could see this being quite viable, even for armies that don't normally want to play that way. Hmm. Uh, like I could, I could uh, see that for like unmasking. Mm-hmm. Like I could see for you'd have one depending on your opponents. Like this is my my opponent's like no, the vanilla nomads that has tons mm-hmm. of hacking. So this is my. I mean, if you're playing Huck Islam, right? Just for mm-hmm. argument's sake, you've got like a assassin's army that's. Light on Azuras and things like that. Yeah. Asawiras, sorry, Asawiras. not Azuras. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got one that's like, I've got Buktars and Asawiras mm-hmm. and all that other good stuff in it. Although, mm-hmm. if someone manages to successfully hack an Asawira, fucking oh. congratulations, she deserved to shut the damn thing down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. BTS 9 and stealth. Ooh, yeah. Well, BTS 9 and, and because of some of these missions, potentially the fucking fairy dust on oh, it. Oh, yes. <laughs> So I think my first step seeing this mission lineup is to remove countermeasures from my list consideration. Uh, the mission lineup is already specialist heavy, 
And so I'm pretty sure that by the end, one of my lists will run countermeasures well. And if I'm lucky, both will. And that way I just see what comes up. Yeah. The, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So for the four mini missions, uh, I think almost any pairing could potentially work for a given army and player, sp- player style. Uh, if I were to do this with Rama, uh, I'd probably do B-Pong and Last Launch together uh, with the approach of going specialist hunting. So have a list that is designed to hunt and kill specialists. Yeah. Because with B-Pong and Last Launch, if you can knock out all their specialists, you have shut them down entirely. They will not score anything for the yeah, that's uh, true. So it's it's also the like singular, oh, except for extracting more army points. It's like the singular most like next most expensive, uh, yes. sorry, most worthwhile yeah. um, objective because I think mm-hmm. it's worth two compared to one. Yeah. Uh, after that, Armory gets a list focused on multi wound models and doctors. So, you know, Janissaries uh, or uh, Mukhtars or uh, Nahavs or Navurs. There's a stuff that can go up there, take a hit, come back, get healed up, go back out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unmasking. I, I, oh, sorry. No, no, go on. Uh, so, unmasking and countermeasures probably could end up using the B Pong last launch list depending on what the table the opponent the classifieds are yeah. uh, so i'd probably look at doing yeah armory gets a list uh b pong and last launch get a list and then i countermeasures kind of sees what is available on the table and on yeah. masking i think both lists could probably handle and yeah. that might be just a like what's the board look like uh, do I need smoke? Do I need to defend against smoke on the buttons? Um, Interestingly yeah, enough, just... I'd, I'd say um, you'd almost have unmasking B-Pong and last launch mm-hmm. because if you've got a, a thing to go and hunt specialists, which yeah. tend to be the squishier units, mm-hmm. that list probably is also really good at fighting is going and hunting down HVTs. Um, yeah. so you like, again, you know, do the pairing and stuff mm. like that, but it's, it's an interesting grouping that I hadn't mm. really thought of is like, if your plan is to just fuck up your opponent, which it's, it's a fun plan. Oh yeah. Um, and like, like be on the, aggra- you know, the best form of offense, uh, defense is a good offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that, that's backwards of that saying, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Normally, it's uh, a good, I, yeah. good defense is uh, good offense is a good defense. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, then yeah, it's that's 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 a mm-hmm. that's a to me strange grouping of the missions, but not an invalid one. That sounds mm. that sounds like really good. If you like, if you've got the pieces to do it, and you can mm-hmm. just fuck up your opponent, um, yeah, go for it. Yeah, that that, uh, that that'd be interesting. It's like you're playing. Shazvastu, you're playing assassins or even mm-hmm. just basic uh, normal hack Islam, yeah. and you're just rolling up and being like, "Yeah, I got two. Um, he's like, "Yeah, I've got two, uh, or like three um, impersonators." And like, mm-hmm. this is a specialist kind of mission. It's like, 
fuck you. I'm just going to kill your yeah. specialist <laughs> and have my one really quick specialist do everything. Piss mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's that's a, that's an interesting. I like that way of looking at it. Thanks. Um, what do you think? Because I was just thinking, like, I think armory is an interesting thing. Of what do you think people should look out for on their opponent's side? Because I'm thinking things like the Swiss Guard, mm-hmm. um, the Hacktail, right? Both are which are. Heavy infantry. I think they're mm-hmm. armor at least four or above, mm-hmm. um, but they are camouflage. They're expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, they're obviously two wounds because they're both heavy infantry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you put that sensor down. It's not going to matter if they're in the token state. You have to discover them first. That's difficult, right? They can really hurt. The, uh, Dalfay is another one. Mm. Well, and also they're tough enough to tank mines. True. Yeah, they can just walk into a mine. I mean, they're still they're like they're they're proper elite heavy infantry, so they're like they'd be yeah. like what Fizz well, fourteen or something like that. Assuming it's not an AP mine, which they're well, they, yeah a little bit more worried about. Yeah, but I was thinking more that like they've got decent Fizz, they probably can try and dodge it relatively well. But I, I, yeah. right, because if they don't dodge it, they're going to take the mine and have to reveal themselves anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, just trying to think of combined army. Because I think all of the bits like that are like S5 or above. I'd almost be more concerned about LF. Because you've got Achilles, you've got Ajax, you've got Asuras. Remember that Ajax or... can't get into that into that room. Oh, is it? Oh, right, he's, Ajax he's, is he's five. S5. Sorry. Achilles, yes. And yeah. Asuras. Yeah, you've got Asuras. You've also I... got... You've also got... I mean, I suppose you you do still have um, Dacius's and the Mark II, which, while they're not heavy infantry, they are like pseudo two wound sort of mm-hmm. things. Well, I'm, um, I'm thinking that like the heavy infantry, it, that's like three pseudo wound, if not three wound, uh, because those are things that can get in there just fine, size wise, and mm. are power level on par with things that most factions need to go to an S5 or greater to get. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm just taking a look at it, and because of that narrow doorway, mm-hmm. like some of like the really big like tanky units, mm-hmm. I don't think, as far as heavy infantry goes, the only the, probably the worst one I can think of being in there is a fucking Surya for... Um, uh, for CA because like the the anathematic and Corontid are too big, mm. they actually can't fit in it. Um, but a Suryat, I mean Suryats are fucking hard enough to displace as they mm-hmm. are. As well as this is one of the few times where, uh, well, no, actually this is one of the, it's not one of the few times. It's still the time where um, what's what a face uh, Sheshkin with her cover from all angles. Oh yeah. Right, is a fucking nightmare. She's still got, she's got a pulsar, which is annoying because it'll easily reach across the entire fucking room. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've left something in there and she prometheated herself to four wounds, good fucking luck getting her out of there. Uh, you say that I one rounded a four a full powered up Sheshkin today. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, well done. I was in like well, one was- shot, took him down. Uh, 
she was at full dead and still rolling two dice on continuous damage. <laughs> oh, that unfortunate. Especially only like armor one if you got rid of her cover. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, which blast templates do? Because heavy rocket launcher plus one versus Harry's. Oh, this right because you're doing your like weird QK thing. Uh, no, it was um, Rama. Oh, did they still? Do Alpha they still said, get the, uh, okay. Alpha said plus one burst heavy rocket launcher into Harry's. So it's a burst four. And hit her with two of them. And uh, she was still rolling both dice when she got removed from the board. Yeah. I like the beautiful. idea. Yeah. I mean, that's that that's that's sad. Sad for Shishkin, but also fuck Shishkin. Oh, she also took up more than her points. So. Oh yeah, of course. She. I mean, she really should. I mean, that that was the the one thing my uh, when I was playing the resilience game against uh, uh, Josh, and he's got Shishkin up, and it just like proving the point of like how cost effective a Chimera is, because I ran my Chimera out who killed. Uh, ended up killing what's it called? Uh, what's the damn thing called? Uh, a speculate killer, a tiger, and then Sheshkin. Um, and then I, I like I lost that. Then I played Tristan, and I was like, okay, I got into a position where I was like, I always hold back and don't spend an entire turn on my Chimera. I'm going to spend an entire turn on this Chimera. Mm-hmm. Right, and I killed. He had group two was just like his five man fire team. Mm-hmm. I killed that entire fire team, and I knew what the one of those dudes in there was his because he had two raven eyes. I'm like, one mm-hmm. of the two in there is your fucking lieutenant. Yeah. Um. So taking a look at Ariadna as far as holding things goes, I think make a use of smoke. Um, as well as I like the idea of in armory, Ariadna's way of holding the armory is to stand right next to the door against it and wait for something to come in and dodge into combat. Because um, they don't have a huge number of things they're going to be able to sort of weather the fire. What? Camo markers and mines. Yeah, that, that's that's how you would do uh, it. You would. You need something that'll get in there and help, like uh, I think, like that Cossack or something like that that can come in there and just clear the room. Hmm. And then you dump in a whole bunch of camel markers. Oh, I, I just, yeah, bring in a bunch of uh, troopers. Combined order mine, combined order recamo. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that's... now go like, there's eight camel markers in here. You know, four of them are mines. You know exactly which four. And you know that the stuff behind them is packing boarding shotguns. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that's probably the way you about to go about it. Um, going back uh, to take a look at, I mean, you, you're the Huck Islam player. Mm. Uh, what do you What do you think? Just in like sort of the vanilla Huck Islam idea of if you take a look at all the units, what's something that's going to be holding that position for you? Uh, I mean, Asawira uh, um, yeah. is as far as the S twos go. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mukhtar do it pretty well with the mimetism. Sorry, which? The, oh, Mukhtar. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Mukhtar. Uh, yeah, Not Mukhtar. Mukhtar. The Mukhtar doctor would be excellent in there. I was about to say, maybe the may, however, maybe the Mukhtar, because they're, they're pretty... Uh, actually, the yeah, Mukhtar doctor, Mukhtar hacker. Oh, what's what's the one that's total immune? Uh, Namur. Namur would also be, because like, you get all this special ammo that they just ignore. Yes. 
right? Because uh, uh, I, I know I know they're not the toughest. Uh, they're not the toughest, but as long as you can hold them in cover, because they're two six, so that goes to five six. Uh, and yeah, total immune. Or sorry, five six or nine, depending on how yeah, this is the this is the armor and the BTS. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the thing with the number is that they're. <sighs> The stuff they want to hunt won't fit inside the armory. Yeah, but there's like a last ditch. They've got, oh, they've yeah. got good dodge, decent dodge distance. Yeah, um, they're relatively tough with the total immunity. And you're right, like the two armor. It's a bit yeah. sad that they don't have like, um, uh, they don't have what's it called, um, like any no wound in cap or anything like that. Oh, so. because they're a true two wound. Oh, they're okay. Take it back. They're two they're wounds. True, they're a true, true wound. Yeah. Yeah. So I take them back. And the more, like, you don't get the Viz mods, but the total immune would be nasty. And the, the extra, uh, like, the dodge on 15s, mm-hmm. right? Climbing plus can also do interesting things in just rooms climb up of the infinite. Just climb up the infinite walls. Yeah. Yeah, so the perfect one for sitting on top of the roof, waiting for somebody to come in, and then just like dodging onto their heads. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, uh, so yeah, and uh, oh. if we go if we go nomads, the one thing that's interesting for me playing um, Bakunin is. Holding that armory, it's gonna be difficult, except uh, like outside of the Moiras, because the um, the riot girls are not particularly tough. And the problem I find with the riot girls is the reason, like, I like don't get me wrong, riot girl core, great, whatever, but. All of the right girls, you know how normally like heavy infantry like that, uh, like that have like a second weapon. Mm-hmm. It's doing like a template or something. Yeah, the right yeah. girls don't. The Spitfire has a Spitfire and a pistol. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. So that puts a bit of pressure on them because once you get close, the Spitfire becomes useless. But if you're too far away, the shotgun's not going to do so well. Mm-hmm. Um, the Moiras obviously do well. You get the uh, mimetism. You get the same sort of armor. They've only got one wound. Um, but I think anything else they've got as far as heavy oh. infantry goes uh, is too big. Yeah, even the baseline rag girls don't... Like, the closest thing to a template weapon they have is Blitzen. No, well, the Blitzen's not even a template. Oh, sorry. Yep. Yeah, the Blitzen is a template. It's just a boarding yeah. shotgun. Oh, yeah, um, they've just got the boarding shotgun. Although, that boarding shotgun is the tin bot one, so... Oh, yeah, like, you'll take it. Don't I, get me you'll wrong. You'll definitely but... want it, but you're right. It doesn't... They don't have the uh, like masked template room defending ability. Yeah, but here's 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 the thing though, mm-hmm. Reverend Cenobites. Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty one points, two wounds with mimetism minus six, martial mm-hmm. arts three, CC uh, twenty two. You either have uh, DA close combat weapon and an extra burst pistol uh, with a chain rifle. You've got like light shotguns. The Cenobites are how you're going to hold the armory. Actually. Um, <laughs> Going go, going for like wide going for like wider nomads, um, hollow men will kick the just hold so well with a, a thing nearby. Puppet company. Um, 
yeah, there's there's a lot in Tunguska and and Corregidor similarly have um, even just the mobile regattas with five armor, um, as well as just like the evaders, not the evade, not yeah, the evaders, which are like the pseudo heavy infantry. Like mm-hmm. as in, as far as the wounds that they have, they are actual heavy infantry. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got some nice weapons and things like that. I think the main thing is that. There's not a lot of Viz mods in mm-hmm. um, thing, but I mean, look, j- just like just like anything, I think um, Nomads, you're just going to shove it full of warbands. Uh, so while you were talking about the templates, I had another thought on uh, Hawk. Uh, it, mm. w- it more for um, sectorals, yeah, and that is three gulams linked. That's it, just three gulams. Because anything that walks in is going to take six shotgun templates. Yeah, positioned correctly. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you get them, if if you can position so they can't hit all three at the same time. Well, all, all you do is you go to opposite corners yeah. of the armory, have yeah. one of them go prone, and then when anything comes in, you just say I spray and I just aim at the floor. Yeah. Right, so that I don't hit my own guys like in a crossfire. Yeah. yeah no, that's. That that's a good point. That's a really cheap way of doing it. Um, Thirty-three points. And then we it's already not went through, dominate we the room, but uh, it will keep it pretty clear. Yeah, we went through combined and Aleph. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as you like your non-aligned armies, just looking at let's just look at, at like Japan and uh, mm-hmm. Toha. Toha is obvious. Just take the tack wheel uh, officer, put him on the far wall, and just fart in everyone's face until they die. Um, because they're incredible. Uh, and then, I don't know, you can have a, uh, what's it called? The McCool follow them to throw a clip smoke at the door and then flame anything that comes in. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as, as far as the Japanese go, I mean, ninjas would work. The Shikami, if you can fit them in, would be nasty. Mm-hmm. Even just the Domaru's, mainly because you've got the high fears, you've got the close combat, you've got the templates to deal with anything coming in. But even if you can just take, like, an Onuwaban and just stick them into the room and just be like, oh, yeah. discover me. I dare you. If, if you have an undiscovered Ryukin who's got the camera marker, just be like, eh, discover me. Mm-hmm. Come at me. Um, but I suppose the other thing is, though, when you're thinking of, like, holding places... Holding B-Pong is very different. Oh, yes. Uh, honestly, for JSA um, Armory, Karakuri as well. Oh, fuck yes. Karakuri. So like, they're, they're, uh, they're three wounds, aren't they? They're three structure total immune. Uh, oh, and yeah. they have chain rifles and Ken Harry's. Yeah, but the best thing is they can... Um, they can ha- um, harass with the character engineer who has mines. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so that's like two of them, one with the shotgun and maybe one with the Mark 12. Um, like mm-hmm. the low on armor, sure, uh, as armor three, but There's the total three armor immune... still. But three armor, total immune, and. Oh, yeah, tough as, tough as nails. Like, unless you're taking templates, you're probably going to have cover, unless they didn't set up the armory very well. <laughs> And because uh, are they heavy? They they are heavy infantry, aren't they? They're, they are 
they are heavy infantry. They are hackable. Uh, However, their BTS-6 and Total Immune makes a fair number of the programs difficult to land. Yeah, because you could only... Because they lose AP or DA on hacking attempts. Jesus, that's a good point. Jesus, yeah. Uh, Yeah, no, you're right. Karakuri, I can't believe I didn't think of it yet. Fucking nuts. Tough as shit um, to get rid of. I mean, they're a little bit easier than, like, let's say a Suryat, but they're also... Well, actually, the cost about it is the same as a Suryat, um, but they're pretty much the same problem. There's a Suryat you can hit with explosive and just force him to roll extra armor saves, while the Karakuri, you can't. They just have less armor. Oh, sorry. Take that back. Um... Total immune doesn't or immunity does not apply to comms attacks. Yeah, I I got the feeling that I wasn't gonna I wasn't going to say it because yeah, I had no yeah. idea. No, yeah. it's, still, it's, yeah. still like the heavy infantry. So you just apply um, firewall. Yes. Yeah. There's your Evo hacker. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. There you go. So that that, that mm-hmm. is one good thing to one thing to consider with the Evo hacker as well is that try and get some bonus out of it. And more than likely, it's going to mean that, kind of, you're only going to get, like, the extra order maybe in your last two turns, because the mm-hmm. first turn you're going to use that order to apply a support wear. But admittedly, if you weren't going to get that order and you were taking it anyway, you're going to be applying that support wear anyway. Well, Rupert, you're using the extra order, but it also still comes with an order. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Is like, So, yeah. You, like, you're going to get five out of the six orders that it generates over the course of the game yeah so you like you're going to like you consider just the, if you're considering oh i'm going to have 16 orders every turn remember that probably going to use one for the support wear but mm-hmm. like you're still getting that extra order and now i've said it i don't know why i brought it up because <laughs> <laughs> whatever you were going to use it anyway mm-hmm. i'm thinking more of like if someone took it and like half-heartedly was using it Oh, yeah. If, if they brought it more for the order and the specialist, like, say, a um, war driver for Ariadna. Yeah. And also, like, if you're doing it, be careful mm. about, like, because it's got no defense against a killer hacker. Like, killer hacker mm. will just come in, I, like, all they've got is reset. Yeah. Um, so just, like, be aware that if you're dropping a ton of... Uh, repeaters oh around. yes! If you set up a repeater net, your opponent can come in and just kill or hacker your Evo. Yeah, and then you lose. Uh, what what was a valuable piece? I mean, again, the good thing though is that like it's a cheap value valuable piece that you just got mm. a bonus for. Yeah. Um, which is yeah. Um. Although that encouragement to take an Evo hacker at Ariadna, um, I'm thinking back to uh, Burn City Brawl this year where I. Uh, ran into a uh, USA player running a black Jack Harris. Oh, and so you can put in your thing. Yeah, so, uh, yeah like, that, true, that's true. enough to actually warrant fairy dust in an Ariadna list. Yeah, no, true. Uh, I mean, look, if you're doing that, sure. I mean, but I if think... you're doing that, you've already got your special snowflake list. But, yeah. but I think, I think, I think the. Like for this particular mission lineup, mm-hmm. that Evo hacker in terms of Ariadna mm-hmm. has like it has a very different role when compared to an Evo hacker in pretty much any other list where it yeah. is it is there for in last launch to be an easy like seventeen points that you can just 
gone. Yes. Plus, it gives you the extra the extra orders in last launch. Uh, no, the last no, so it's, extra it's, orders are in countermeasures and armory. Right. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So the the Evo hacker is like it's a really good battery in mm. um in Ariadna because in last launch it's auto efficient. You can just mm-hmm. you can hopefully just run it up, extract it. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, it might be worth like extracting it turn two, it, depending on how you're going. Oh yeah, going. yeah. Um, like just get it's that probably spe- not get something that's... you'd need to stick around. Yeah, yeah, just get the specialist out of mm-hmm. like get the specialist out of there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right. Use the like order efficiency you've got in the Evo hacker. Countermeasures, mm-hmm. uh, sorry, yeah, countermeasures is good because. You, uh, and uh, it's good for armory and so that you don't fall into the trap of um, having no specialists. Um, well, it also is, for armory, I, fairy dust would be excellent for holding armory. Yeah, but we're talking about like in the case of Ariadna, where oh, well, fairy, okay, fairy dust yeah. won't <laughs> necessarily. I mean, if you're if you're running, which I could see, I could see someone doing. If you're running the Cosmosol that who is hackable, mm-hmm. or you're uh, well, probably it's something that Cosmos sold that. Then, Cos- um, patchers. Uh, are they hackable? I thought patchers were hackable. They might be. Because they're uh, heavy infantry. They might be. It's always hard with Ariadna. Normally you don't mm-hmm. have to you don't you don't have to think about it, but patchers you might be right. Patchers are hackable and cubed. Okay, so there you go. If you're playing Cosmoflot especially, mm-hmm. you're Heavy infantry will really benefit from that, especially because they have no BTS. I mean, I don't patches start might with three. pack it, but their battle oh, ravage goes to zero. Yeah, so patches might have some, mm-hmm. um, but normally you don't. I, I know that, although again, the Cosmos Soldat might have some as well. So you do actually Cosmos have Soldat some. Has three, but that takes you from it has some armor to like it will likely pass those saves. Yeah. Because you can essentially consider it to have BTS six. Yes, um, uh, BTS six, except it only goes down to BTS five if it's AP. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, that's the way I normally consider it. But yeah, yeah. Te- technically, the way it's done is because mm-hmm. it's minusing damage. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, yeah. yeah. Look at those. Uh, a Cosmo Soldat and Patcher team. Under oh, it's fairy fucking dust nuts. it's fucking would nuts. be pretty hard in a uh, armory. It's nuts in all of itself because, like, the Cosmosol that extra burst T2 rifle is like specialist mm-hmm. fucking shit. And then you've just got the patches that can just, I mean, you have the patches that throw Molotovs. Oh, yeah. Uh, the patches that, uh, was it, grenades that are continuous damage? Yep. Yeah, there you well, go. It's grenades, heavy plus one burst and continuous damage grenades. Yeah, and an adhesive launcher plus one burst for fun. Yeah, so they're great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when t- looking at B, because we're talking about holding the armory, when taking a look at B Pong, holding those mm-hmm. consoles is like hugely different. And because you've got both of those, that's w- w- sort of what I want to bring up. I think this CanCon, the it, like normally, like normally a, a, a ITS lineup, normally it punishes some sort of flavor of something in Infinity. And I think this CanCon is going to punish Vanilla. Because I don't think there's a single unit in this game 
that can hold a point better than a fire team. Yeah, I think especially armory, that plus one burst in yeah. arrow when anything pokes its head in. Well, I uh, think even even in B-Pong, the fact that you can mm-hmm. have one person touching it, yes. let's say that's like your multi-rifle dude. Mm-hmm. You can then have some guy back, he's got the HMG. Some guy that's yep. protecting the corner, that's the guy yep. with your chain rifle or your shotgun. And then you've mm-hmm. got like a specialist that you dragged along with you and then maybe mm-hmm. some other like order mook, like a ghoulam NCO. You know, he's the yep. Your, yep. Right, random mook that you brought along. Mm-hmm. Right, B-Pong, right, and... Yeah, so unless you're really lucky, I just don't think there's going to be anything that you can run that can hold a position better than like a five-man fire team. And I would, I would say I wouldn't be surprised if in B-Pong we see a lot of like the big five-man fire teams. Like the, mm-hmm. you know, you see uh, Morats, you see like Suryats taking the lead. Um, mm-hmm. Like even with JSA, you see like, you know, maybe even seeing like the Tanko Link come back where you, you need the mm-hmm. rage. To mm-hmm. extend uh, Moira's for Bakunin, Hollow Hollow Man, um, uh, Bikinis probably one of the few that I'd say might be a little easier to push off the point because they're kind of squishy, uh, mm. but they shoot like crazy. Uh, squishy, but oh no, sorry, I'm thinking Myrmidons. Never mind. Proceed. <laughs> Myrmidons, there you go. That's a good one. The yeah. Myrmidons. The only advantage for that one is like. Mm-hmm. The extra advantage of that one is that they can set smoke and like a perimeter around them if they need to. Um, so yeah, I I think that's the only thing we're going to see this CanCon is even less vanilla and a real focus on sectorials. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if we see somewhere in between like eighty-five to a hundred percent sectorials. So you're saying we shouldn't have to worry about someone last launching an avatar. Well, uh, well, look, it's 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 that meme of the chance of someone taking a vanilla sectorial is low, but never zero. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's CanCon missions uh, covered off. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm probably going to buy a ticket tomorrow to make sure I get my spot. I will not be available. I'll be on my way no, back from getting married. That's so all. that's all. I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll play I'll play extra hard. All right, like for you. Okay. Uh, I swear. But anyway, next year, next next year, I will be there. <laughs> run something in WA that he has to go to, so he has to take a big trip. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, Jacob. I've been Nick. Good night.